This is IMC Radio. Indian Moms Connect or IMC is an authentic space by moms for moms. Hello and welcome to IMC's Direct Say interview section. I'm Aarti from the IMC team. Today we talk with Bhakti Mathur, the author of the Amar Tell Me series books, a private banker and a mother to two lovely boys. Welcome Bhakti to IMC. Thanks for joining us. Hi Aarti, thank you for having me. And before I start raining questions at you, I uh, was just wondering if you could pl- please read us something from one of your books. Yeah, yeah, absolutely sure. So I've got a couple of my books uh, here from me and one of the books, one of the books that I wrote that I really like uh, is Diwali. And, uh, you know, I put a story in that which my grandmother used to tell us every year. So after Diwali celebrations were over, all of us cousins would huddle in front of her and she okay. would tell us the story about uh, Lakshmi, which I'll just uh, tell you briefly. And um, she would say that, you know, every year on Diwali, Goddess Lakshmi comes to earth on this day of Diwali every year to bless Rama's true followers with fortune and good cheer. And then uh, Amma's son, Klaka, asks her, but how will Lakshmi find us? Um, Will the Diyas lead her to me? Diyas alone will not do, said Amma, as you will learn from this next story. And the story goes that one year when Lakshmi visited Earth, the lights in every house were so bright, the glare hurt her eyes and so she decided to go home for the night. On her way home, in the distance she saw a flicker of light in a house, nothing more. Curious, she reached a small cottage, a lady appeared at the door. The goddess said, I am Lakshmi, long into the night I have progressed. Tired of all the bright lights, I have come to your cottage, may I rest? The lady invited her in to relax. The goddess found her very kind. Lakshmi said, may I ask you a question? Something has been on my mind. While the whole city is glowing with lamps to entice me to their homes tonight, how come your little cottage only has the one small light? The lady said, oh, I'm a poor seamstress and I only have this one light. I was busy finishing my work and didn't even realize it's Diwali night. Hearing this, Lakshmi blessed her, for she had met a true devotee who did not think of pleasing the gods and instead went and did her duty. So, Klaka, to happiness comes to those who are dedicated to their work. Just praying and lighting diyas alone will not bring you fortune and luck. So, this is, um, you know, this is a special story because my grandmother, as I said, would tell us cousins every year. And I thought it's a beautiful message for kids, you know, that you need to really be dedicated and work hard, uh, you know, to get results. And that's why I put it in the book. Yeah, no, I think it's a very uh, good theme that work is worship rather than, you know, you do a whole lot of things like BRs and, but those things are nice too, but, you know, fundamentally, yeah. How did you think of writing stories based on festivals and mythology for children? You know, I've always uh, grown up loving mythology. I've grown up hearing a lot of uh, the stories from grandparents and, um, uh, and you know, people in the house. And um, I have two kids who are five and seven right now. And when my older son was about two years old, Holi was around the corner. And it was about November, I remember. And I was looking for some books to, you know, tell him the story. And um, we live in Hong Kong, so I think... Also, you feel living outside India, you want them to be connected to their roots. And I really, uh, you know, couldn't find anything that told the story the way I wanted to. And then I said, okay, hey, why don't I write the story myself? And that's how I got the idea. 
and I got started. And so my first book was on Holi. And then after Holi, it was Diwali. And then the series continued from there. So it was really to tell my kids, you know, about Indian stories and about stories that I grew up hearing. Okay. Why, why do you think it's important for kids to know about these things like festivals and mythology? You know, I didn't uh, think very deeply about why it was important. I just remembered loving them so much. And I think they really fueled my imagination, you know, hearing about kings and demons and queens. And they were very exciting for me. I would get lost in them. So I wanted to share it with them. But once I started writing them, I also realized that they're a very good way to teach kids values in a non-preachy way. And I think kids hate being preached to, just like adults. And, uh, you know, uh, for example, you have the story from Mahabharat of uh, of concentration of, I'm sure you heard it about Arjun and uh, uh, Dronacharya, about Drona calling all the five Pandavas and asking them to shoot a wooden bird on a tree. And right. before each one came, he would ask them, what do you see? And they just said, oh, I see the tree and the clouds and I see you and my brothers. So he said, no, you can't shoot. And one by one, everybody came and gave the same answer till Arjun came. And then he asked Arjun, what do you see? And Arjun said, I only see the bird. So, you know, so I think that instead of just telling kids that, you know, concentrate or be kind or be generous, if you show them a character which does it, it makes it very real for them. And it makes it a lot of fun. Um, and it makes it, uh, you know, it makes it very believable. So I think it's easier to show them a character rather than, you know, just forever run, run after them and say, do this, do that, be this, be that. So that's that's where I find um, the real power is. Okay, but, um, you know, I live in Australia and my daughter is in school here. And I'm just, you know, how, how do things like this resonate with... Um, Someone who's caught between, you know, it's almost like a confused desi, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. So how does it resonate with kids like that? You know, that's a good question. I have, what I have found, because in Hong Kong also, it's a mix of nationalities. And often when I go to schools to do readings here, you know, you'll have some Indians, you'll have some Chinese, some Koreans, some Americans, some British, some Australians. So it's a good mix. And I really find that a good story transcends cultures and boundaries and I have found that kids are extremely interested because you know the ingredients of a good story are the same everywhere whether you pick it up from Indian mythology or Greek mythology or anywhere else in the world and of course I've done Indian mythology because I grew up on that and it's closer to my heart than the others but I I really find they're very well accepted and uh, if you look at the stories themselves there's nothing religious about it yeah so it could be a setting anywhere you know uh, in any place. Um, so I think it's the stories have been really well received uh, because just in the stories, there's nothing religious. So kids and parents of different nationalities have really, uh, have really liked it. Correct. But somewhere do you think there is a danger of people thinking or kids thinking it's fiction, like a Harry Potter series, for example? You know, that's quite interesting because um, two weeks back I went to do a reading at a school here and I read uh, about Holi because Holi had just passed and about Hanuman and then one of the kids said, but is this a real story? And I just, you know, and I just thought to myself, wow, this is a good question coming from a five-year-old child. And then I thought to myself and I asked the child, I said, do you believe it? And she said, yes. I said, well, if you believe it, it's real. <laughs> so, you know, we, we left it at that, but I think that's it. If you believe in it, it becomes real for you. 
Correct. And but, uh, as long as they can get something out of it, even if it's just the enjoyment of a good story, yeah. I think it doesn't matter if they think if it's make believe or real, and if they can get some of the other lessons, it's fantastic. So that is sort of my, you know, what I would really like. Um, and it doesn't matter. I think uh, if they get some message out of it, whether it's actually real or not. No, I'm really, I'm really glad that you say that. You know, as long as kids enjoy you know, the story for its sake, because I'm one of those who's not a firm believer um, in some of these things. I feel it's too fictionalized for me. But <laughs> now that you say, you know, uh, as long as they enjoy it and get something from it, I think that's yeah. great. Advice. Yeah. Thank you. We will be back after this short message to talk more about the bhakti. Stay tuned. Sell with IMC Marketplace and reach 6,000 plus niche readers of the Indian Moms Connect blog. Are you an artist, an author, or a crafter? In short, a creative warrior. Open a store in three short steps. We will provide you the necessary tech support as well as promote you to the niche IMC community. No listing fees and no commissions. Turn your passion into a business. Get your product discovered today. www.imcmarketplace.co I was looking at your website and I uh, read about your involvement with uh, Room to Read. You are an ambassador for them. Can you tell us about your work with Room to Read? So actually Room to Read is a, a non-profit organization started by an American called John Wood. And it's quite an interesting story. He's written a book about his experiences called Leaving Microsoft to Change the World. So he used to work with Microsoft. And uh, I think after one very grueling year, he decided to take a three-week hike in Nepal. And okay. while hiking, he happened to speak to one of the locals and visited a school and found that uh, they had a room which they called a library with three books in it, which were books on travel left by backpackers. And I think that really moved him. And then he went on this drive to collect books for schools in Nepal. And it grew into something very big called Room to Read, where they work in, um, you know, countries in uh, Africa and Asia now. And they set up schools, they build libraries, uh, mm-hmm. and they also publish local language books. And uh, I think they've set up huge schools and they've um, they've educated almost, uh, I think, seven to eight million children. And their goal is to reach 10 million. So anyway, so they do a lot of good work in, um, you know, in, 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 in the education uh, space. And um, they raise funds in different countries. So uh, I had heard about them and they contacted me saying that, would you be interested in... Uh, what they call being a writer ambassador and I, and I really like what they did because you know they're educating the girl child uh, in underdeveloped countries and that really resonated with me and uh, so I do a few things for them when I have book launches uh, you know sometimes I would just you know whatever sales there are I would just donate that to them and then create awareness um, about the organization at speaking at events uh, for them so those are the two main things fundraising and creating awareness and because I believe so strongly in uh, education, I'm sure, you know, like all parents do, and especially of the girl yeah. child, you know, because a lot of abuse and, you know, a lot of issues, I think, with the uh, girl child happen because of poverty, which is because of lack of education. So what they do, it really, it really, uh, you know, uh, was very close, is very close to uh, what I believe in. So, so it, you know, it was a good, it's a good match. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Just uh, one more thing that really kind of resonated with me, actually, because my favorite God is Hanuman, too. And you oh, said wow. that 
Yeah. So can you, can you tell me something about that? I'm really interested in knowing what your um, thoughts are. You know, it's uh, yeah. Hanuman has been my favorite God and uh, you know, I often think why, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, I don't have a clear answer for it because I remember as a child, I think I was about eight or nine I think one of my grandmothers, I don't know which side, whether my maternal uh-huh. or paternal, made me, uh, made me mug up the Hanuman Chalisa. Oh, okay. And for years, I have been saying it every day. So it started with that. But I think what was appealing to me is that he is a monkey. And I think, you know, monkeys are mischievous and naughty. So for a child, it's yes. instantly appealing. Yeah. And the the stories are just magnificent how he wanted to eat the sun then how he found rama and his love for that and i think just his qualities he has so many qualities that i aspire to and uh, i think some of them are that he is completely selfless he's totally devoted uh and other than that he's a great warrior a great student a great musician um a great yogi but i think what i really really uh, in his, from his life uh, and from what tulsidas has written what i really like is that uh, you know he found the love of somebody to take him through life yeah and that was the love for ram so i think he was very fortunate in finding the love of a right person so i think mm-hmm. that really that that really really appealed to me while i was growing up okay cool yeah Just one last question from private yeah. banking to uh, you know um being an author you know yes. both I mean, you're clearly passionate about both things yes can can you talk me through that journey yes yes so after i uh, finished my undergrad in economics i did my post graduation in finance and i think you know it was because everyone else all my friends seemed to be doing it and it seemed the best way to land a good job at that time I uh, but Uh, I was lucky to find a role in finance that I enjoy which is private banking and I've been doing this for the past 15 years. Um it's it's exciting it's fun I like it but I think writing has been very creative. I doubt if anybody would call banking creative. Um you know you can enjoy parts of it and yes it's been very nice but I think writing has uh, really balanced it for me. Um in terms of my being able to express myself and the feeling that i thought of a small idea and that i was able to yeah. you know put it out there and see the creation uh, that has been very fulfilling so i find both aspects uh, very balancing and mm-hmm. also what has happened is that um, because i published the books myself i set up my own publishing company so other than writing then it was like really managing a small business where you know yeah. i'm dealing with the printers and i'm uh, talking to the bookstores and the distributors uh and to the marketing uh, to the pr firm so you know you deal with a lot of things so it's also given me a sense of what it's like to be a small entrepreneur which has been quite exciting right but you know while you say that writing is creative which i agree with there's been a lot of research that goes behind uh, all your books right Yes right. there is yeah. there is a lot of research and i think research is one of my favorite parts because i've learned so much you know things that i didn't know but it's also very creative because it is your take on a story or your take on a god and i try to give a message which i feel uh, you know um which i feel comes from the heart and yes. it's also creative because you need to visualize the story in the sense everybody knows the story of holi diwali we've all grown up on it all like you're saying about hanuman or krishna i mean yes. the stories are all there but mm. how do you put it in a way that 
is for me non-religious and that appeals to children. Yeah. You know, when a child would read it and say, would say, you know, would something about the character would strike them or they take away something from it. So I think that, that, that part is quite uh, exciting and uh, mm. for me. Okay. Um, what would be some of your favorite authors currently, you know, um, in, 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 for, your, in your space? In for children's, children? Yeah, children's books or mythology. Yeah. So for children's books, you know, I really grew up enjoying Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Um, you know, right from Horton, here's a who to, yeah, so, yeah. you know, um, yeah. all the other ones, the cat yeah. in the hat. Dad in the Hat comes back and, you know, the, all, all the places you'll go, so many of them. So that is, you know, one of my all-time favorites. And then, of course, while growing up, it was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Enid Blyton, Nancy Drew, Famous Fives. And then after that, it uh, sort of progressed to Sherlock Holmes, Agatha Christie. Uh, then there came Daphne du Maurier, Somerset Mom. So yeah. these are some of the authors I've really loved and enjoyed growing up. But now I think I still read a lot of Dr. Seuss to my kids. And there are so many um, uh, good authors now. Um, for on, on the non-Indian side, I've, I've really enjoyed an author called Leo Linney. Okay. His written books called Swimmy, The Little Fish. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Then uh, Julia Donaldson has been uh, a favorite for such beautiful stories and rhymes. Um, then I've enjoyed a series by David McKee called Elma. Uh, then there is uh, Curious George. Then yeah. uh, there is Roald Dahl. Now my oldest son is seven, yeah. so he started uh, reading Roald Dahl. Uh, so that's uh, so. These are some of the and there's so many. I mean, I think the world of picture books is really a fantasy world. You go into the library and you completely get lost. They're yeah. amazing. They're wonderful books. So. For Indian mythology, uh, I do a lot of research from books written for adults. So, for example, for Hanuman, it was, I read the Sundar Khand. Yeah. So that was, you know, the part of the Ramayana. But uh, Devdat Pattaya has been yeah. uh, a favorite author for uh, a lot of books as a part of the research. And then there is a series on... Uh, God, like a book on Vishnu, a book on Ram. And I think this series is done by Penguin, if I'm not mistaken. And it's called the, you know, so it, it will be called the Book of Ganesha. Um, and there are different authors like Roina Greval, there's Nandita Krishna, Parvez Divan, Seema okay. Bhanti, you know, um, Devdar Patnaik is one of them. So I think they've taken different authors and done, you know, these books. That has been wonderful. Another author I've really enjoyed is Ashok Banker. His Ramayan and uh, his Mahabharat. And um, uh, there's another author. He's uh, he passed away, unfortunately, no more. But his books are absolutely fantastic. He writes on uh, he's written on the on the Gita on the Upanishads is Eknath Iswaran. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So these have been some of the influences. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for talking with us this morning, uh, Bhakti. It's my pleasure. It was you. It's absolutely delightful. More episodes of Direct Say will be back soon, where we'll try to bring you conversations with interesting people from all walks of life. Tune in and all our episodes are available at IndianMomsConnect.com or look for us on SoundCloud at iMomsConnect.